0: Hi, my name is Juju, and welcome to the Go Deep, where we're going to do just that. Go deep, inside, This is a self-exploration podcast I'll be here speaking with professionals who specialize in different methods of discovering your sense of self whether that's physical psychological or spiritual together we'll be going real deep to bring to the surface new perspectives and mind-opening material to enrich your experience of life a lot of this is going to be lesser known and unconventional because I'm lesser known and unconventional And probably so are you. So happy to have you on this journey. Get ready to go deep. In today's conversation, I speak with Charlotte Rowland. She is a psychic medium and energy healer. Her company is called Casey Spirit, where she offers her abilities to help people bring clarity, healing and positivity to their lives. I've had a reading with Charlotte and her abilities are absolutely undeniable. We covered a lot of ground during this conversation to explain psychic mediumship and energy healing, what spirit guides are, how she views the world, how to protect your energy, past lives, and a whole lot more. This is one of those episodes you may want to listen to multiple times and you will definitely want to book a session with her by the end of it to see her in action. Enjoy.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited, thank you for having me.
0: Great, so it's my pleasure to introduce Charlotte on the
1: go deep podcast hi i'm obviously charlotte i forget how australian i sound opposite you true i love your accent though that's really kind thank you thank you
0: the reason that i brought you on the show just for context for all of our listeners is i had a reading with you (laughs) and i had never had a psychic reading before Mm -hmm. and it was not what i expected
1: Really? Yes. That interests me. I'm, I'm never sure what people expect, but that's super interesting. Okay.
0: And that's why I want you on the show to kind of explain this to people who may not know what that is. For sure. Um, so I was very impressed and kind of blown away by the messages that you were receiving. Mm-hmm. How you were receiving them was particularly <laughs> interesting. And then also how accurate they were.
1: Oh. That's always it's weird to say thank you, which I'll explain I guess when we talk about it because it's not really you as a psychic or a medium. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like my number one thought. But um, thank you. That's very very kind of you to say. I would like to start with what you do. If you can share that for sure. So psychic medium is I guess the term. Um, I always like to include the energetic healer as well within it because. One, I think that's also a little more recognized some of the time, particularly at the moment, which is really nice to see, because my understanding of that is people are just doing a little more inner work, literally as your podcast is called Go Deep, like that's entirely what people should be doing. But yeah, the psychic medium term, I guess, is the part that most people sort of go, ooh, like what's that about? Because it's a little bit different. So basically, I always explain this to clients as psychic is future guidance, pretty self-explanatory truth be told and i'm sure people get so sick of me saying this but anyone really can do that i feel like we all have our inner knowing it's modernized now to be you know your intuition it's just that gut instinct but um that exists within each of us obviously you just articulate it in, in quite a specific way and mm-hmm. have been do i say i've learned to do that again it's we call it integrated knowledge, but I've, it's been fostered within me and educated within me that, yeah, I know how to do that from a pretty young age. And then the mediumship part is essentially the best way to say it is connecting with those who you could say are crossed over. I like to call it, call it just spirit. Um, but I guess what I also find really, really amazing is, yes, connecting to loved ones that might have passed, but that idea of connecting to your angels and your masters, the divine and your guides i find that super rich and like very very exciting Mm -hmm. so that's the simple term as to what i do and then i mean the energy aspect how i do healings is a little unconventional as you would have experienced it's just embedded throughout you know we feel like i always say to everyone it feels like a chat however sometimes my hand does some weird things or whatever it might be but the aim is to actually move and work with your energy body a little bit as well okay yeah
0: So before we dive in, I'd like to hear a little bit about your story
1: on how you've developed these Mm, skills. For sure, I always joke and say I wish I had a really like mind blowing spiritual awakening, but truth be told, it's just I've always known and I've always done this. Um, it does help that my mum's a psychic, my dad's twin sister reads tarot and sees spirit as well. So I think as I was say, even there's memories to this day that. Well, I perceive as physical memories when I was about four, the the most typical one is that of, I'm positive, and mum and I always talk about this, I was positive that someone came and told me the day of my grandfather passing. Turns out, no, that was probably my nana who was already in spirit, and everything I describe as that kindergarten-aged little girl, to the day, to the weather, to the time, is correct. But mum's like, no, 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 <laughs> you were at school, that must have been a visitation. So, Little things like that obviously occurred. I think the difference with me and the development that came with that and I guess the normalcy with it is that because my parents knew and they had experiences, whether it be for mum personally or my dad, his little twin sister has been doing it forever, mm. they were able just to, yeah, educate me because a lot of children are so intuitive that um, I think we our logic and our rational mind then overtakes that intuition, whereas for me it was the complete opposite. So really that was, and that was from literally the age of probably four until around 16 is when it really kicked in to gear. So your mom has these abilities and your dad's twin sister? To name just two. Yes. Yes. So apparently even my mom just visited a beautiful aunt of hers and her daughter so my mom's cousin is this huge healer that i just haven't met i've got great aunts who apparently can read faces which i think is just so cool i don't really know what that means but so cool it's it's everywhere you know i've got a lot of cousins that now do astrology so it's obviously within my lineage line quite quite a bit as well as that even you know i obviously believe in past lives Mm -hmm. so when i look into that and i've had to do a lot of work Around that for myself because doing this type of you say work but i genuinely love it so much and it's just innately within me but i think it's important we do our own self-discovery and everything like that so it's also in a lot of past lives as well so i kind of have it everywhere around me was much of a choice (laughs) it doesn't sound like one no it absolutely wasn't and 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 like don't get me wrong and so I'm beyond grateful for the way in which that occurred um but I was the kid that was terrified of Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, huge fear of robbers forever or burglars or whatever you want to call them terrified of them as a little girl like the idea of someone invading my space used to terrify me I went to sleep with music on I was that kid which now reflecting whenever I do inner child work or anything like that we go that makes sense
0: I was the same <laughs> I always was so nervous that a robber was going to come inside Literally. I always thought that and vampires too what I swore that? vampires were going to come and get me
1: <laughs> it's wild I mean even you know I always say I had to do this beautiful in a course I did watch it was like the story of how you came to be and this was a little while ago and I found that really confronting Mm because you know I was probably 20 at the time um I mean I'm only 25 now but it was a really big preparation year for me to then move into this more we call it high priestess but the power within me that I own a little bit better Mm -hmm. um and when I was doing that I mean Everyone laughed because we had to write this like 14 minute speech and I hadn't done it. I was procrastinating and mum laughed because she also was in this beautiful course and I went into my room and I said, I'm just going to channel it. And I have signs as to how I start channeling and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I just spent an hour, banged it out, got it done. And then as I was rereading it, because that is how I work, I was rereading it and sort of gaining my own insight on what I channeled through it turns out that yeah my hair was pulled when i was really 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 little and that's why i became so fearful of people coming inside because i thought oh that's the window but turns out my parents are like no 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 there's no way dimensionally that would have made sense so there must have been some spirit activity when i was a little girl and that's not to freak anyone out it's just reality of it so yeah but now it's really positive and we have angels all the time (laughs) Everything's fine. (laughs) I mean, and that's the reality. I mean, look at the world we're in today. I mean, that's like a whole nother conversation.
0: Mm. So (laughs) it sounds like there's three pillars. So there's psychic, there's mediumship, and there's energy healer. Yes. And the reason that I was really surprised by our reading is because I guess in my head, Mm -hmm. when I picture a psychic, Mm. do you want to hear what I picture?
1: I, I really do.
0: I picture... Dark red carpeted walls yep. in a small room. It's dark in here. Right. With an older woman who's heavy set and has a thing on her head. I know. I'm no, like, I get I watch it. Too
1: much TV. No, no, no. That makes so much sense, though.
0: A hundred percent. And I also picture kind of like her staring off in the distance, <laughs> and then seeing a vision, and then saying it in this voice like this: "Of I see this." <laughs> But when we had our reading, it really wasn't like that at all. No. (laughs) Especially because I see this young, beautiful woman
1: (laughs) and I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) A lot of people, I mean, I remember when I first started my business KC Spirit and people would come to my house and be a bit, hang on, mm," because a lot of how I work is all word of mouth typically. And so they would be a little bit. Oh, you're nineteen, twenty, which I absolutely was, and even to this day, now people know my age because they're aware of it when someone's recommended or whatever it might be. But it is often people sort of surprise, and if I have anyone who's you know a little skeptical, which is always going to happen, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the first thing is like that was fun. I'm like, good. It should be. We can deal with really deep inner, whether it like there's a lot of trauma healing just sometimes some sadness and grief obviously that comes with the nature of what i do it doesn't have to necessarily be really really dark and and gloomy um i think it's important to deal with those emotions without a doubt but you can do it in a bit of a different way which is where i feel so grateful and so blessed for that of my parents and teachers and mentors that i've had along the way because they've been able to cultivate that within me and now i can say oh yeah i've been doing this for quite a long time and i am still pretty youthful being obviously 25 it, it's really really nice because also yeah it just allows me to stay a little I guess not lighter but yeah just have fun with it because yeah. otherwise oh, yeah what are we doing exactly you know you've got to be silly so I I appreciate that thank you I know I don't have a turban everyone's always like <laughs> where's your turban <laughs> what's going on and I'm like no I'm really normal I go out on a weekend
0: i will it. Well, you receive messages and then you just mm. have a conversation basically and it seems very integrated, which is really interesting. Mm. First, let's start with the psychic component. Yeah. So you said that was really following intuition for the future. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing a reading for someone, mm-hmm. are you tapping into their intuition?
1: I'm tapping into their higher soul. So when we're reading, I usually, if I'm to simplify it, you've got the physical body sitting in front of you, you as Julie now, but then when I tune into that of your higher being or that most of all version of you, that's the you Julie yes that's present today but that's also the you Julie that will be present in the future it's the past life aspects it's all the fragments within that give me the understanding as to yeah I guess you're an intuition at the end of the day so it's not so much as to oh I'm gonna read your mind per, per se and figure out what your intuitive insight is it's literally listening to that of your higher soul who already knows that if that makes sense so you're communicating with the individual's higher soul. Yeah, it's it's, it's the, the way in which I've learned that's the safest way to do that. Um, it's the same reasoning I always say to people, you can... Tap into your own intuition. Most of the time, people will come away from a session and go, oh, "I knew that. I just needed the validation." Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, "Well, yes, we're just pulling it out of you a little bit," and as well, of course, we're bringing in your spirit guides, your karmic counsel, your higher counsel, your angels. So I'm listening literally to yes, you, but also that of your team. Um, and to not get too complicated, the whole messaging and understanding is we're meant to be that we're divine, and divine is us, and we're all one within. So it's not really all that different, is it? But that's who i'm listening to it's just um (laughs) how fast they communicate is obviously something i've become attuned to Mm -hmm. and yes it it looks a little simple but obviously that's just comes with practice as well that psychic aspect yeah i don't know if that makes sense but it does cool
0: can you explain what the spirit council masters
1: guides and all of that is i mean it's the best fun i find this it, as I said before, it's really rich, which just to me is that way of really, really gathering, okay, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Who authentically are you? And there's there's so many different, I mean, explanations and dimensions and frequencies and all that, which we don't need to get into. But basically, they're those that love you unconditionally. Um, they guide you. They probably guided you maybe through many lifetimes as well. Um, but yeah, they're just those higher divine beings that, have got your back is my best way to explain it Mm -hmm. and that's who I encourage us to connect with it's it's the same as most healers I say most from my own experience but um I don't know as to whether psychics or mediums do it it's very dependent on the person but most healers as I understand it will invoke within a session which is just calling in that of your angels your guides your spirits your masters and your team essentially because of what we were laughing about before that I am Normal in quotation marks. Supposedly, like <laughs> I do it prior to people arriving because some people, yeah, it's not their jam. They don't want to sit there for five minutes as I call in all your angels and your guides because mm. that might be a bit too. I use the term woo um, which is so ironic. But um, I'll call them in before now. When I do that, I am calling everyone under the sun. I've got you know, Mother Mary in there, we'll go Kuan Yin, we'll go the goddess Isis, we'll then go all the archangels and the Buddha, Dalai Lama, we'll go everyone. But then I'll always, always call in whoever my clients are for that day, the highest soul of X, Y, Z. And I'll ask that every guidance, teaching, hope, love, clarity, whatever it might be, blessing, is for their highest good mm-hmm. um, and in alignment with and for their highest good. So that's when I come back to kind of that all is one, a little bit Mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it i mean there's so many ways you could talk about so all
0: of these really are entities that are guiding us throughout our lives and are ever present but we can't necessarily see them
1: dependent on the person really and I guess that comes to how your intuition wants to work it's like the sensory you know some people have really really good eyesight humanly speaking or they're really sensitive to taste or touch um, there's different ways to use your intuition you know there's that clear clairsentience clairvoyance and then oh what have I forgot clairaudience see I've just cheated because I asked and that's really naughty oh you did you probably noticed my hair's out which we can ex- basically for Go context ahead. When I put my hair up, all my regular clients find it very entertaining. When I put my hair up, it's, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You may notice my right ear is very, very red. Right. Yeah. The second a you to touch it, it's hot. Like I can feel the burning. Really? Within the space of like 30 minutes, you'll go, Ooh, why is that now really red? So, what I developed <laughs> a really long time ago is this universal law sort of boundary in place that goes, When my hair's up, you can contact me. And that's more for spirit based which is again where it gets complicated with dimensions, but that's more for spirits, i.e. those who have passed over, because you've got to have really good boundaries with that. Yeah. Um, but in a session or a situation like this where I need to stay grounded humanly, I'll keep my hair down however just then, hence why I look to my right, I couldn't remember something so I kind of jaded. I was like, just don't me. <laughs> So
0: that was another thing that I wanted to ask was, do you kind of cheat here and there? Or
1: do you use your gifts for your own future? Like, do you tell your own future? It is one of the hardest things. And and that's why I empathize and understand when people go, what do you mean I'm intuitive? And and, and I get why people come to psychics because it can be tricky to trust your own intuition. Um, but no, I very much do. I try to practice what I preach and trust my gut instinct as much as I can I'm still human I'm still gonna have indecisiveness and everything that comes through but um any decision I make truth be told I will do whether it be meditation journaling just kind of what I did which is just simple asking a question yeah I will never not do something without asking myself which as I know is asking those higher and those really really guiding me to make those decisions
0: and when you ask that question do you just hear the answer
1: yeah I, I do so I do I have all the four sensory so I use all of them which is why I think that's and that's why I channel in the way I do I yes I speak through channel which is why sometimes you may have recalled in your session there might be a sentence I'm saying and then I'll have to go hold on because spirits sometimes forget. And our guides, it's actually, I notice it with angels most of the time. Mm. The angelic realm are so wonderfully cheeky, but they forget our human speed and construct of time, obviously. So sometimes they'll speak really fast. and I'm like, hang on a minute. I need to humanly still say the sentence you guys have said 30 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. So that's why I also scribble and, mm-hmm. and which most clients love but i scribble and i draw and the best example is that of tyler henry which when i was little and so because we're roughly similar ages and i saw him on tv and mm. my whole family went oh my god he does what you do because the gave celebrity me, one yeah <laughs> it honestly gave me so much validation i am not super psycho cool because yeah. i've always just needed to scribble because it basically allows Two of my human sensories being that if I'm listening, or three, I guess I'm listening, I'm speaking, but then I'm also writing. So I can write a name down, a letter down, a sentence down, and reread it later to come back to it.
0: Got it. So basically, you receive the messages
1: through hearing, through seeing, through writing. And then, I mean, claircognizance is just the idea of it just drops into your mind. Most people, I think, have that, truth be told, but because of the power of the mind and ego and intellect and everything i think mother earth is trying so hard to reshift a little bit at the minute cognizance, it's a very hard word but that can be tricky to trust because you're like hang on a minute is that my thinking or is that my gut instinct which is why i encourage particularly um i don't say women to be biased it's more just about where our consciousness sits as an energy body but i encourage women just breathe into your belly, hold the breath there for a moment, what's the answer then? Because at least you then come out of what we call the Shiva, which is that male consciousness in the mind. And that will help you tap into your intuition. Yeah, yeah. Because truth be told, you do know the answers. Just, yeah, there's a lot of external factors that obviously impact that some of the time. So I would love to say confidently, I know things for myself as I do for clients who sit in front of me, but that's absolutely not the case. I've got to have human experiences make mistakes you know I always say romance for me is one of the most obvious ways in which that's played out because mm. obviously within relationships it's mirroring that of yourself you do a lot of shadow work and yeah everything that comes with that which we love but um that's more the situation in which I've been tested particularly when I was a little bit younger because you get the intuitive insight and then you go oh don't know about that though and mm. you got to trust that so it can that's be so interesting and plus,
0: it's kind of, I always say it's fun to be tested in life and kind of have all of these ups and downs because if you were watching a movie of your life and everything was perfect, you'd fucking turn that
1: shit off. Right? It'd be boring. So boring. It'd be so boring. It's the, it, I always, I was talking to my little sister the other day about this as well because we were talking about, you know, little things that happen now as big as they feel it's so wild to then think oh my god i'm so grateful for that some of my biggest traumas which really occurred through probably the age of literally as i said before that sort of boom moment which is like 16 to about maybe 20 Mm -hmm. is everything i'm so grateful for because it would not allow me to sit in front of say that of a 65 70 year old woman or man for that matter and be able to relate to them. It's all good and well to read someone and give them intuitive insight and be like, say love, hey, see you later. Mm -hmm. But to be able to relate and have that human empathy as well and that emotional understanding, I think is really, really important.
0: And how do you see the world? I'm so curious. I would love to implant my mind behind those eyes for a hot second so I can know what you're seeing.
1: I actually, funnily enough, and not to be at all ironic, did have a feeling when I was walking this morning, I was like, I can guarantee you, because I did something really weird. Okay, for context of this story, I sometimes, it's, it sounds really silly, but if I'm walking and I was just walking around my neighborhood and I like sometimes just check out what's going on and when i say check out i'm like okay are there angels here and and sometimes there might be slightly lower vibrational energies that i don't want near me so in that case protection protection and all your boundaries but more in the angel stuff i kind of like to check where they are and see them so every now and then i'll just sort of tune into my third eye a little bit more open my sacral and my heart chakra because once they're all those three are majorly activated your intuition really kicks into gear and that ability to see if that's what you want to call it and sometimes i'll just look and be like oh there they are so that's a bit of fun and I did do that today and then I thought I guarantee you I've done that and now I'm going to talk about it and sound like a freak (laughs) well do you see orbs or I'm curious as to what you see I see like it's like human physical like I see it as it presents you know and sometimes I might see um Uh, a flash of color a, a quick flash of light for sure that's more though when I'm shut off and particularly things in like a pub for example where there's so many energies and so many different entities moving around um but in saying that I'll do a lot of protection going into that and have my boundaries have my team so wrapped around me that it's like no not today you can't access her because she's having her minute so it is by choice and it is by free will which I think is always really important for people to remember um particularly with anything mediumship spirit wise um so you have your spiritual
0: team wrapped around you like guarded
1: oh yeah
0: love that for you oh my god the spirit
1: guards up and running it is the best i will (laughs) one of the best techniques of beautiful teacher of mine taught she was like because our guardian angel and that's what i usually like to look at because guardian angels all talk to each other and it's so entertaining to observe and your guardian Mm. angel will always stand right behind you so every now and then even if i'm walking the street and i get that as so many of us do that gut instinct hmm maybe i'll make a right turn or maybe i'll just change what i'm doing i will always listen to that but what i also will do is i'll get that guardian angel and just visualize and get their wings to wrap around me just it's very comforting so there's so many little techniques um yeah it sounds ridiculous to say oh no i just have a look but i kind of just do just like to have a look do angels look like people with wings (laughs) they can they can be very big though like I'm talking ginormous. Really? The archangels particularly are... Oh, my goodness. You'd think they're giants, but it's kind of like, whoa. And they're genderless too, but then they'll sometimes have more of a masculine or a feminine. And so... Mm, they're amazing though but they they can be very creative in how they present um divine beings which is like the highest level of vibration there is which we just call divinity depending on your religion you might call it god or whoever it is um but uh that to me is often if there's a i don't want to say the word character but if you have a devi or a goddess or someone in in relation to that mother mary is a beautiful example if i want to work with her I will see her, um, but sometimes it might just be that of a meditation where there is just the brightest white light and you go, I know that's a really safe, beautiful, loving energy around me. Mm. So um, I think, and I think that's where people try really hard with with seeing or accessing their, particularly clairvoyancy, I think is a big one because people like to see things or they think they wanna do that. Um, But yeah, it's more about just trusting You know, for example, the most beautiful thing is, okay, a white feather drops in front of you. Mm -hmm. Don't rationalize it to be like, yeah, but I'm wearing a puffer jacket, so I must have come out of my puffer jacket. Go, that's really beautiful timing that my angels or a loved one that I know represents white feathers has orchestrated the timing to make that happen yeah that's and and that's just all coming from your heart space though as mm-hmm. well so i've been seeing feathers everywhere great example everywhere <laughs> so for you to say
0: that i'm like yeah yeah
1: i wasn't sure i was like we do a white butterfly we can do a, Kate. <laughs> a <laughs> <The white laughs> feather. i love <laughs> Kate. i'm so surprised i could hear them before outside and i thought oh here we go we're gonna have lots of people visit but we're fine oh so cute
0: can you talk a little bit about the different vibrations and frequencies that you're talking about and what that means in a simplistic form?
1: Yeah, simply because it can get really, really complicated. I don't want to butcher it, nor do I want to freak people out either. So think <laughs> of it as like radio waves, right? You've got different radio stations. We tune into different radio stations. When we talk about vibration, basically my best way to explain it actually with proper example is when we tune in to say that let's say you've got a loved one that's passed over vibrationally speaking they are not going to sit on the same level if you will as an angel they're not going to sit on the same level or sit in that same radio way they're not going to be on the same station as that of mother mary or kuan yin that's your best way to explain it oh can they communicate with an angel more the higher level vibrations can communicate with them. Um, And that's why I always say whenever, which, you know, I I joked about being a little bit scared when I was younger, Um, but that makes sense because we're children and we don't know, oh, that's just an angel taking care of you. Don't stress about it. But when I have clients who sometimes have situations where they're a bit scared or they feel like they've got a bit of a spirit around them, I'll always remind them they are not on a vibrational level that they have permission to stay around you. You actually have power to ask that energy to leave mm-hmm. completely, um, and that's where that of your angels and those higher beings that sit more in that divinity realm can come through and be like, hey, we've got you because we sit at a high-level vibration. It's like a staircase. You can walk up it, um, but for what I do, I can also walk down it so I can connect with who I need to as well, mm-hmm. safely and protected mm-hmm.
0: too. And the way that you see the world, yeah. what, do you, what would you communicate to someone who doesn't see the world this way and doesn't know anything about this
1: on what is truly happening in the current state or in general in general i would honestly just say more than anything you are literally never ever ever alone you know like no matter what your lens or perspective of the world is there is a lot of light. Yes, there's a bit of darkness at the moment and we can feel that in, in a bit of negativity. Um, you don't have to be psychic to see that, but there's a hell of a lot of light and there's a hell of a lot of people taking care of you. And when I say people, that's physical, but also astral plane, which is what we're speaking to in that sort of higher level vibration on our loved ones, etc. Um, So that would be my number one thing. Who cares about your senses? Just for a minute, you are always, always taken care of. That would be if anyone could just really try to Cause I think if you start believing in that, you're going to surrender to, okay, if that makes sense, there is something bigger than me. Ego is going to suppress a little bit, which would be really ideal for the world. Yeah,
0: I agree I with that.
1: that. Um, and then, yeah, we might just trust the process and just let it all be a little bit. Mm. That would be my number one. I think that that's really beautiful. Oh, thank
0: you. <laughs> and <laughs> Energy healing now. Yeah. What is that for you? What is happening? Because really, during our conversation and the reading, there was no time that I thought my energy was being healed,
1: Mm, mm. necessarily. Completely, right? It's sometimes the after impact. I have a lot of people who, particularly a lot of my regulars now, who will schedule their sessions with me, because they know how their emotional, physical, mental, spiritual body reacts to healing. Cause it's really intense healing that we do as well. Cause we are working with, you know, your loved ones aren't the ones doing the healing. I am not the one doing the healing. I'm literally, someone said the other day, it's like, I'm the venue sort of manager for the event, if you will, like mm-hmm. that's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those higher vibrational guides, teams, goddesses, beautiful supreme beings coming through. Um, but a lot of people will schedule their sessions you know making sure it's in the lid for a weekend because they know i know i sometimes sleep three hours after that sometimes they really really got a lot of adrenaline and you know i always stroke to my particularly some of my younger girls um and boys i should say because i see both and they'll be like i've got a night out tonight and i'm like yeah well, we've just done a lot of work on your energy body particularly if not you're not used to that don't drink a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be you'll be affected pretty quick because mm-hmm. you're working at a higher level vibration so you're more pure mm-hmm. if that makes sense so you're going to be impacted a little bit easier as well um what's the energy body your energy body is so you've got your physical which like we obviously know right here the energy body as i understand it is more the makeup of the emotional the spiritual and the mental truth be told and i often think there's Without simplifying it, I think there's a lot of physical processes out there. I'm definitely someone who processes super physically. Um, it won't be until I fall sick or have something really silly happen, I'll fall over that I'll go. You're ignoring an emotion. You're ignoring a process. Whereas some people mm-hmm. are really big with their emotional releases, and that's very evident within a session. You know, I'll have people that always and I, and I. Say please never do but will always apologize for crying which Mm -hmm. is very it's one of the most common ways of releasing i love crying it's the best oh my god it is the best and sometimes you don't know why it happens but you go i needed this day and i'm really grateful and you know that will typically be quite evident and how we i say we because really truthfully it's not me but how i with those beautiful beautiful guides and everything that comes through conduct those healings is just typically through simply scanning someone's chakras they may have no understanding of what that means it doesn't matter it does allow them particularly if there's a bit of nervousness which obviously can happen doing mm-hmm. what we do sometimes because yeah it's really um confronting i think to go inward and be like oh who am i and what's going on but um we'll always start with the scan of your chakras which is just allowing me you know and that's why i always say the energy body and the physical because i'll look to someone and be like okay your throat chakra is really clogged at the moment and then in they may not be totally understanding of that so instead what spirit might make me do is say you no know, no, reword that say do you get a dry throat all of the time and then they'll go yeah that's a problem i've got or The the gut is a really big one that I'll be able to go, oh, you dairy intolerant, but really it's probably an emotional thing. But we communicate to the language of, because I'm working with your team, I'm always made to communicate in a language that you'll understand.
0: So as you're communicating about the chakras, for example, then that is healing in itself.
1: A hundred percent. And what we often do is, hence why I always say to people, don't worry, particularly as we've been via Zoom lately. Um, I always say, never worry if you see my hand moving, which it does a lot in a healing, because it's literally like we're trying to grab out like dust particles almost sometimes is how it presents. Mm. Pulling them out and I'll always have an, whether it be an etheric bowl, or I will actually have that of a salt bowl to make sure it's all going back to source, because you don't want to just shock energy.
0: Oh, anyway. so you're actually physically taking energy too from the person, negative yeah. energy or clogged up energy, and then you're I'm putting it, it, you're disposing of it.
1: Completely, completely. It's the same way that, you know, sometimes, and obviously I was always say, see a medical professional, but if I notice something happening around the thyroid or within the physical body, we might notice some inflammation there, and so we'll try to cool it down with some light therapy. And again, most of my clients... Don't typically or necessarily want to know the ins and the outs as to what we're doing. They just want to feel better and lighter and know that it's being cleared. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of people sit in the session in the first five minutes and go, oh, "Wow, you've done it." And I'm like, "Well, no, you've just sat in this energy, so you've released a lot of it just automatically. You yeah. know, it's your psyche has switched off for a minute and you've allowed us to go." and breathe so yeah there's clearing and i mean there's so many energetic techniques you're like i haven't done anything yet (laughs) (laughs) they're like i think i'm fixed they're like i'm done i'm like okay and i mean that's dependent on the person as to how deep they want to go but yeah there's so many techniques Mm. but most of it is about you know a classic technique is just an energetic sweep which is just clearing out the aura mm-hmm. a little bit you know I think we always speak so much particularly the last two years of hygiene 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 but I'm like well what about your etheric hygiene what about what's that etheric hygiene is essentially your etheric body which is the energy body that we're speaking to mm-hmm. so you know you sitting here right now you have an aura around you which I just visualized so let's say it's a bubble within that there might be say people you've crossed with today at work there could be people who you've just met on the bus for some reason sitting in your energy body, that's the first thing I'll always look to before we scan you to be like, firstly, how expanded is that? How mm-hmm. how much are you unconsciously giving out and allowing people to take from? Mm-hmm. Let's tighten it, but let's clear it out and remove what you no longer need to be holding. So it's about keeping your auric field, your etheric body much, for much a much as bit clear for you, and then a little more energized as well. It's mm-hmm. why there's so much fatigue lately too.
0: When we come across different people, we mm-hmm. actually, I think a lot of us don't realize how much people have an impact on us and we actually do carry the weight of other people Mm -hmm. without even realizing it. And as you said, it could be someone that you walked past that maybe they had their they have a certain type of energy that now kind of latched on a little bit. Is
1: that how it is? Absolutely. You know, humans were really, really empathetic and, you know, I'm sure you've heard the term empath a lot and, and to do what I do, I have to be, I, well, I am an empath, a lot of, most healers genuinely are, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of people are yeah. as well, but if they haven't been taught, hey, have boundaries, ha- have some things in place that protect you from that, because, you know, everyone always says, oh, is it exhausting having to channel spirit, and I, and I literally, and I mean this with love, but I say that's not, I mean, sometimes it might be a tricky scenario, but that's not what gets me. It's me looking at the human in front of me and dealing with their emotional mm. capacity and their emotions as to how they're processing it. That's mm. who I am. Not that I get exhausted because I've got the techniques in place these days, but that's what we should be really, really focusing on, mm. which I would love everyone to know within themselves to do
0: yeah. a little bit. There's a book on energy cords. Have you read it? You probably don't have to because you already know about all But
1: this i love stuff. that you should... I mean, you can probably say, I have so many spiritual books because yeah. I, I like to, like, fill my brain.
0: Yeah. I forget who's the author, but it is a book on energy cords of kind of how you're always connected, especially to loved ones. Yeah. And, and I mean, that does make sense to... Like, for example, when you look at your phone, you just think about someone and then they text you. Uh-huh. That happens to everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a pulling of the cord yeah. from one to the other without us realizing it.
1: Oh, for sure. You develop cords day to day. I mean, one of the most common... Interestingly enough, now I'm thinking about it, in the last year that I've noticed among a lot of clients is what we call an etheric cord, which is an ideal because it's typically developed through that of... A little denser is how i explain it because you know you develop these beautiful chords everywhere every day because we have connection mm-hmm. with people um but that effort can be a little bit denser not necessarily overly healthy it's typically through that of we i say it a lot i mean i've experienced it as well with an ex-partner mm-hmm. um typically that of a karmic soulmate or a form of a soulmate or a twin flame that they're the they're the killers that twin flame moment which okay. we love to see that's a really common technique i've noticed i've been called to do a lot which is releasing that of an ethereal cord And, and truth be told and transparently at the end of every single day and i've been doing this probably for goodness me maybe eight years now i will i have a protection technique before i go to sleep i have a lot of things in place how many years nearly eight eight long time really really long time but i also do this thing my friends come in and call it swipey swipey which is so stupid (laughs) but i do i like action the motion of cutting away front and back yeah to make sure i'm released and and i do it from my nearest and dearest because then we're better off for each other you know i don't need to come home and someone's had an anxious day and then i feel that anxiety i'm much better to them if i'm in my own space in my own power Mm -hmm. not connecting Yes, so for everyone listening, if you want
0: to clear out your energy on your own, do the swipey swipey move, which is basically you <laughs> you wipe your arms like above and behind you um, to kind of cut the cords. Imagine you're cutting your cords that are attached to you. Yeah how i do it because i do do this i love that is i have a huge sword and it has it's lit with white fire
1: the best
0: and then i go whoa, like crazy i whip it around perfect and then all the cords are cut
1: <laughs> and then i go along my merry way i i think that's the best and you stunning know, from, we do, yeah. you, I don't, you may not know this but your intuition's bang on because to remove most cords that are a little denser and require a little, um, that's that deeper sort of healing that sometimes we have to do a few times, it's with that of a sword. We, we bring in Archangel Michael typically. Oh, or I really? do anyway. Yeah. Cool. So look at you.
0: So cool. <laughs> before I wasn't, I'm very spiritual now, but before yeah. I really wasn't. And I think what kind of brought me to energy cords Mm. and kind of believing them to be in existence was exactly that of when i think of someone they call me when i know something is wrong with someone and i reach Mm. out to them Mm. and then i'm i'm confirmed things like that that just are seem coincidence but i'm like oh there's something more at play coincidences do not exist coincidences don't exist no way okay can you tell me more about that
1: I don't even know what more to say other than I just I wholeheartedly believe like I I had the same friend that's gonna love that we've used the swipey swipey those two girls are gonna find that hilarious but they've also one of them once said the universe is too lazy for that and I agree you know whatever you want to refer to that divine energy as that's created mother earth we could literally just call it mother earth but Yeah, she hasn't worked this hard to then just go, oh, that's a coincidence. Mm -hmm. I truly think there's reasoning and that everything happens for a reason is wholeheartedly my number one mantra. Mm. So, you know, it's serendipity at the end of the day. Mm. That's my understanding of it.
0: And just to go back to spirit guides and the council and angels and all of that, Mm. I didn't necessarily believe in that a few years ago. And then Mm -hmm. recently... Before I met you, I started to really feel that I was being fully supported always. So then I did start to believe that there are these entities that are here and maybe I can't see them, but I felt supported. So I was like, okay maybe this is a thing i don't know and i i always like to kind of explore things that i felt like i would never know Mm -hmm. and i was like i'll never know this but might as well explore every single thing in the entire world for sure and then i met you (laughs) and i was like yep it's real because you had direct lines of communication with them and then i referred probably 10 of my friends to you
1: literally on my database it's like julie I'm like, oh, it's a rat, see ya. <laughs> Yeah,
0: so probably 10 of my friends and they all had the same exact experience and were like, oh shit, what we thought was possibly real is actually real. Mm. What would you say to
1: someone who's a skeptic? Oh my God, I've dealt with a lot of that in my day. Um, I'm a lot better these days. Truth be told, it used to affect me quite dramatically. Clearly. Oh yeah, I mean hey, being 20 at a party on a weekend and someone asking you, what are those rocks? Because people think spirituality, they think crystals, which, hey, I wear crystals all the time. I don't necessarily work with them. Um, if I'm intuitively guided to be like, hey, hold this rose quartz while we're doing this, go for it. But I don't I don't specialize in any means. But yeah, comments like that have made a lot still to this day, all the time. Um, you just gotta stand in your power. And what I would say, And I say this to a lot of clients, particularly who are stepping into their own intuition and their own spiritual journey, which truthfully, I think is just about finding who you are. I mean, what is the harm in being a really good, kind, better person, really? But I mean, (laughs) there's resistance. I get that. (laughs) But what I would just say, and and I do say this to myself, is don't justify it. If someone's seriously skeptical and they're prodding you, you're actually lowering your own vibration and therefore your own energy to have that conversation. I respectfully go, okay, that's no problem. I'm actually not pushing anyone to believe it. And I would never, ever put that out there either. I think once you become so confident and just comfortable in your own inner knowing, and I mean, I just have no doubt in the world, obviously, but... And I I am lucky because I have proof, if you will, which is what I think a lot of people are constantly looking for. Yes, you have
0: proof. I dare a skeptic to book a (laughs) reading with you and then come out the other end still believing what they believed in
1: going in. (laughs) And I mean, you you know, people will always have their reservations and- I think the the biggest error you can make coming into a session with any psychic medium or healer is having expectations that are really, really set Mm -hmm. because you're not then open and you're not actually surrendering. So you're not actually then working with, I mean, simply I I should say you're coming from a space of ego then, truth, truth be told. And so again, that's where, you know, if someone walks away and they were to say, that was stupid or that was really silly. Mm. It's not on me as the human being Charlotte to take that. That's where I go, okay, well, your guides today, you're being rude to them now. So mm-hmm. be careful what you're saying to the universe. because that's And that's skeptics. I'm kind of the same. I'm like, that's all right. And, and hey, people are fearful. And I get that. Looking inward, as I said before, it's brave. It's, re- it's really, really brave to do. There's so much reward out of it, but it takes work. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, skeptics mm. don't really bother me anymore too much. Honestly, the, if you had ask me that question three years ago, you'd have a different answer. Well.
0: Really? Oh yeah. I actually think it's good to approach a lot of. I mean, on this podcast, I talk about all different types of things, like mm. alternative therapies, and really anything to get people exploring just different mm. perspectives and realities. Uh, just for themselves for sure and for myself too this is I mean I'd like to do this absolutely um, and I actually do think that a level of skepticism is good because you don't want to talk to someone about every single thing out there and believe it
1: my understanding is be discerning
0: yeah be discerning you know? and and mm-hmm. that's
1: a really good lesson that I've worked with um, she's a beautiful goddess called Kuan Yin and she's very very compassionate very fierce um, has a lot of courage but I'm learning that when i work with her directly is have discernment you know mm-hmm. it's not about judgment and that's where i think skeptics come from a lot of the time it's that judgment mm-hmm. energy whereas the the ability because we are human and we have free will to be discerning mm-hmm. yeah you got to do that mm-hmm. i i do it you know and truth be told and i sometimes feel really silly when it happens but i still have i had something happen literally just last week in a session where i went oh that is so cool. Like, I still get shocked all the time because it is really? it's so... Like, what do you mean? How does this... I don't know every logistic behind it. I just know that this is what I do and this is why I'm on the earth to do so. But it's really cool sometimes. Like, I've... One time, it's was the most wild thing, and my mum reminded me of it the other day when we were talking because I think she had someone question her a little bit who was probably sceptical. Mm-hmm. So, my beautiful mum made my number one fan was like, oh, I'm going to find some proof. And, and the first thing she thought of was, well... I'm Charlie Turner. said, Charlie once read for this beautiful older woman and, and her husband had passed and he was Italian. So he couldn't speak English. Now, spirit can change the way in which they communicate so I can understand them perfectly. But obviously he wanted to validate that he was Italian. So I got that. Mm-hmm. I do not speak Italian. But what I had written on my page that I then reread and I said to her, and she was with her granddaughter to translate, I said to my client, I said, does this make sense? And I had written a sentence in Italian. And literally I was like... <laughs> How do you, like, to me, that's like, crazy. what do you mean, you guys? That's fucked.
0: That's Sorry, but that is
1: absolutely, oh, my God. Cool. <laughs> so things like that, I'm like, whatever.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. So basically, you wrote in Italian and you don't speak Italian because you were communicated. No,
1: like, I can say ciao. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. So, yeah, and I mean, that's, like, a snippet of a story, I think, for me, you've also got to come above it to be like do you know what it's, it's the help it's the difference you're you're holding space for people mm-hmm. to do you know there's some just some of the things I've been so privileged to be a part of and experience and witness wow. is oh my goodness so incredible my through COVID my best friend and I have obviously been working in our home together and we always laugh because I'd come out and be like oh mother mary was channeled today that was pretty crazy and we'd compare she'd be like our meetings are different (laughs) our meetings are know. different i was like yeah 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 but some of the it's not until and obviously it's more the exciting things that stand with those that are confidential but it's not until you sometimes come out of the space that i go that's pretty pretty, actually it's a bit different that's a bit wild but um Yeah. yeah i think a part of the healing too
0: that you've provided particularly for me was kind of like broader context on past things that happened in the past.
1: Yeah.
0: Like providing different perspectives or even tapping into things that I kind of know deep down, but I just don't think about. Yeah. And bringing it to the surface. Yeah. Which is also a part of the healing process. Yeah. I have a theory that I've been talking about recently on healing. I actually feel like everyone's entire life is just to heal. I I really feel like we're hardwired to kind of, especially in partnerships. Like there's this yeah. book called what is it called? Getting the Love You Want. Beautiful. And it says how we're hardwired to find a partner who shows us our wounds, mm. and mm. then heal. Mm. And then I feel like this constant theme of healing is coming up in terms of, you know, of course there's been a lot of worldwide trauma that has just happened and continues to happen. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of like this healing phase that's happening. Mm -hmm. What do you think?
1: Oh, completely. I think we as human beings and just our single narratives are mirroring that of the collective healing going on for sure. And I mean without being too blunt you kind of join it or you don't and and Mm. and i think that's why i say when people say oh what would i get out of that and i'm kind of like everyone in whatever whether it be new age healing or whether it be through traditional therapy and psychology doing that inner work and you're right it can be that going through your conditioning as you were as a kid it could be how you were parented it can be your first love it's I mean, we, we can then – and that's why I love, as you said before, that context, then being able to look at, oh, that's interesting because that correlates with the past life that you had in this 15th century and, boo, blah, blah, and that gives you more understanding as mm-hmm. to, oh, I brought that wound from there and now we're clearing it now. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, so, no, I, I think that's entirely correct and very poignant to the way of the world as we speak, for sure. Past lives. Yeah. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs>
0: Can you explain that a little bit? Can we just touch on past lives and does everyone have past lives? Mm, mm, what happens ultimately? Mm, like mm, mm,
1: mm, 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 I'm like, can you tell us the secrets of the universe, Charlotte? I mean, I wish it's so funny because every time I do conversations like this or we'll have sessions even that are sometimes of this nature where we do just chat. Um, I do. I feel so it's so exciting and that's why I feel so grateful because I'm like sometimes it is genuinely brand new information to me. Um, but past lives. Okay. So (laughs) to keep it simple, every single person, yeah, we've had hundreds and hundreds of past lives, truth be told. Um, you know, we are souls and we call it your, that higher soul or over soul, whatever you want to call it. Souls coming in, entering that in human form, living a life, doing the healing as you just spoke to, passing on, probably coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole plan is to become as evolved as you can, um, and it's not a race. It's more just about that genuine joy of being like, yeah, real. I mean, truthfully, it's about realizing you are divine. That's 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 it, and releasing mm. that with the ego. Okay, so past lives, though, again, it's something that I've been taught by my my team and i mean that in an astral sense um but basically how we do it is if it comes up and i do this in my sessions more in my connectivity sessions which are a little longer and and a sort of continuous healing which just allows one me as the practitioner to go okay i'm not going to leave this person and never hear from them again because when we incite or do some past life work it can bring up some what we called unconscious memories. And, you know, I always say to people after we do a past life regression, which by the way, how that happens is, because I do healings typically, your eyes are open the whole time, which is why it feels like a chat. Um, But I basically have a look at what that narrative looked like, gives them a little bit of a feel as the tone, the time, if it's necessary, Um, typically whereabouts in the world it was will constantly check in with the person receiving because what will often happen is as I'm opening that up for you because we're opening it through your crown and your third eye you as the soul that you are will probably tune into what I'm giving you like again I'm moving with your higher soul here so you, the person will often sit there and be like that's so weird because my entire family always joke that I'm a French princess and or a princess from France and that's oh. where the past life is. there's always correlation that it's crazy to me but makes a lot of sense and gives you a lot of understanding Mm. but um what i'll always and as we do that we move through it we heal through it we might need to do another clearing as and when i say that it's just more specified to go okay breathe through the throat or breathe through your sacral chakra let's activate the solar plexus um so i guess that's why we do it in that 90 minute block instead of the hour because i just think Mm. an hour of human time is it's pretty tight yeah and it does go like that when you are tuning into that high level vibration because I mean, time doesn't exist for them, which is obviously a confusing concept. But yes, with past lives after it, um, and that's why I love that I know I'm checking in with this beautiful client probably in a, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe a month's time, is because what will happen over that period is they'll go, hey, I was watching this movie and it really brought up for me this emotion. And we'll go, okay, that's probably linked to now this past life. Like little things will start opening up for yourselves and then you're in tune with your own healing, which mm-hmm. is, I think, really, really powerful. So, yeah, super powerful to do. It allows us to also just remove any patterns, try to release if there are cords or contracts maybe released or Mm. I should say more related to that past life. Amazing. It's really good to do because think about it. We we go through each lifetime in your soul cycle and your soul family. And and so typically that of a mum or a brother or a sister or most of the time friends and partners in particular, you have – seen a lot of times before. So yeah. clearing out those karmic debts and working through that is I think really important. So souls travel together. Yes. Mm. And once you reach enlightenment, then you don't come back. Oh. And what do you become then? My understanding and, and truthfully this is just as I've learned from spirit but is that of an ascended master. So I had a dear teacher pass goodness me well it was a year ago and they probably about a month ago and it was known as she was passing over. This is her last life. Like we know that, and so now when I invoke, I'll call her in because I'm like that's beautiful. You are out of like a really high level vibration now, you know, and yeah. I think that's really that's my only experience, and that's how I understand it humanly anyway.
0: And I think to a lot of people, they will get vibes or feel like they're seeing things from some. Someone who's passed or mm. or something, and they just ignore it because they're like, no, no, that it, it's nothing. I, am I
1: crazy? No, mm,
0: it's yeah. fine. But actually, I'm like, I think to tune into it because I'm like, it's
1: probably something. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the amount of people that go, I saw this, but do you think? And I'm like, absolutely. And I I really empathize with people, particularly in grief, because you you know, and missing of, because you want to know what that message is. Sometimes it's genuinely they're just there and they're just letting you know that they're there. Mm. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. You know, I think having that gratitude yeah. is really, really, really important, which is why I say try to come open-minded without that expectation aspect because otherwise, you know, the amount of times a name or a letter might be written or something really quite specific to them, but you can tell, which I can understand why, but the human on the other side of that is still wanting more. They're just wanting one thing. It's like mm. take a breath, really just... Feel the energy of your loved one because that's what we're really doing. It's really irrelevant as to what I'm saying. That's just basically helping the human intellect within you believe it, right? And I got to say,
0: thinking about coming back for another life, that exhausts me. I love life. Mm. I love it. I really do. Like, I have such a zest for life. I, I actually do even the bad parts i enjoy in a weird way i'm sick
1: no i love um, that
0: experience it all hey exactly i want to experience everything the highs sure. the lows the good the bad the ugly and thinking about coming back makes me feel like oh i gotta do this shit again let's go
1: i know <laughs> i know it's 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 like i have some beautiful friends who also work in this same sort of a field and Will always laugh and be like, I really thought because as you lift in vibration or you mm-hmm. have a big expansion, we call it, you go, Yeah, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And then something else sort of rocks you and you go, Oh, cool. Yep, gotta go again. And and it is that. But you just gotta have fun, you know, and that's yeah. why that childlike innocence, and that's why we do so much inner child work within healing a lot mm-hmm. of the time. But be silly, have yeah. a good time, feel the magic of fairies and angels and everything. Mm. That's the essence of it at the end of the day. People get too serious.
0: I remember when I was little, I heard about um, like past lives and, and people coming back. Mm-hmm. And like, you'd learn about that in school, mm-hmm. and that felt more realistic mm-hmm. than the Catholicism and other things that I was learning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds more real. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but I don't know. Anyway.
1: I mean, and yeah, obviously, you know, religion can complicate it in a way. I always, I believe in, as I said before, I invoke literally every tradition under the sun in Mm -hmm. because it's to who I am sure I've worked with in lifetimes. I've Mm -hmm. probably experienced, I know I've experienced a lot of different religious beliefs and understandings as well. Um, But yeah, that's the whole point, right? It's just to be one, to be kind and yeah. I mean, could, would you call it? I don't know if I'd call it reincarnate because I guess that's very related to tradition. But yeah, come yeah. through again and go. Okay, this time I've got I've got a different thing coming and and maybe some more lessons to learn. But if you do as you just said, which is like I'm gonna love it all. There's a lot of joy to come from that, and if you choose joy, pff, so much better. Yeah,
0: I, I. mean, sometimes, sometimes I kind of relish and enjoy getting angry. <laughs>
1: And, like, I mean, that comes into that sub-personality work a lot, doesn't it? But you've got to allow all those different parts to be like, I'm rising now and I'm going to drive this bus. Yeah. But you then obviously need to know when to go. Okay, but I'm now going to take a breath. I'm going yeah. to ground. Oh, well, of course. And, um, yeah, but we all have that. Oh, my goodness. I have it. Um, I know that. for Sure. And you spoke about free will before. mm
0: mm-hmm. there, There's so much, so many discussions about free will now, especially with Sam Harris. So Sam Harris specifically talks about lack thereof free will. Interesting. Because his whole idea behind the and theory is mm-hmm. that we were born made up of a certain DNA and brain chemistry and everything. And all of our experiences have led us to where we are. Therefore, we're always going to choose a certain outcome mm. when faced with two And maybe even someone like me, with all of my experiences that I've had and how I'm built, I'm likely to follow and be really open-minded about all different
1: Mm, mm, mm.
0: things in life.
1: Yeah. it's a confusing one. I'm trying to... um, So, I mean, look, my understanding, and I'll always say this to everyone, we do have free will. You can change your path at any given time. However, what I've learned as well is that you have choice, but the experiences To said choice are set. So, my perfect way of explaining that, that I can, the only way I can think of right now is you know, if I have someone who's sitting in front of me and they go, I'm I'm unsure about my partner or I'm unsure about this job, I will go, okay, well, intuitively, this is what path A looks like if you stay in that relationship or stay in said job. If you move out of it and go path B, this is what that looks like. It's almost like those paths, though, are set. You know, it's like sometimes I explain it as well as you have your main narrative. So I've got, let's say, a woman who desperately wants to find her life partner, but I can feel intuitively her soul's journey and that purpose, she's going to be a mother at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say the partner to said child is irrelevant, but it's almost like, okay, let's let's work with your energy and let's work on the healing around being the mother. Let's try to surrender the ego about how that's going to happen for a minute because that's pretty set. She though has the free will as to who that father is to said child. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That's my that's that's my way of understanding it, truth because, be told.
0: Because actually we all have multiple options and pathways, and it it depends on if we're listening to our higher being, on if we're going to follow the one that brings us to enlightenment.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a hundred percent. And it sounds so simple, but You know, I guess that's the whole purpose, isn't it? If you keep and you try to tune in to your own intuitive insight and really step into that power a little bit more so, it's more likely you are just gonna fall into that streamline, as we call it, of that, if you wanna call it your divine path, whatever we wanna say. Um, But I think people sometimes get so stressed out by the thought of, wait, so I don't have choice. You absolutely have choice. The universe, is, like, the universe is working with us, not against us. And I think that's also really important. Mm. I think people get really stressed by the idea of, if I don't do that, am I gonna be condemned or punished? No, it's just that another path will play out. However, they may have an X marks a spot on your timeline at some point for something really big to happen, irrespective of how that road took you there, mm-hmm. you know? It's, I mean, soulmates and relationships are the best way to look at that. And, and I always say to clients, because it's a lot of what people want to understand particularly with the couple years we've been through and I I really understand that but um they want to know who they are they want to know who their partner is and I say we're particularly for those in relationships I'm like we're working with someone else here who has free will too you've got to remember that yes I can tell you as to how it looks right now but I remember once my own healer saying to me hey, if your partner wants to leave you, he's going to leave you. And I was like, oh, that is rude. (laughs) I was so (laughs) upset. But I had to actually come to that understanding to be like, if karmically or energetically or his free will goes, Charlotte, see you later, I would have to obviously go, okay, there's a reason for that in a higher purpose and I'm going to now make the decisions that I can Mm -hmm. to have a new experience. Knowing that experience is set. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's confusing. I know that.
0: I think another thing that people do often is manifestation is like hot, hot, hot right now. Yeah. And I love it too. Yeah, totally. I really enjoy manifestation, but I'm more of a casual manifester. Yeah. And I think people are trying to force their manifestations within their own timeline. Yeah. Yeah. And people want their manifestation soon. And then they get frustrated. They're like, well, what I'm trying to manifest right now, whether that's love, career, money, whatever, isn't coming in right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What Time- do you think? Oh, my goodness. I witness this a lot as well. And I think with manifesting, it's about, yes, of course, bringing in. And, and that's why I say work on who you are. Because if you sit at a high enough vibration your energy is then giving out what you need to attract in return it's why we do so much or i particularly and a lot of people are doing at the moment a lot of divine feminine work because it's about activating that and sitting at a frequency that then attracts that forward whether that be in a partner money a house whatever it might be but i do think that there sometimes is this slightly egoic nature that comes in that goes well i've manifested so i deserve it now mm-hmm. and it's like well no aren't you meant to work with the waves and the motion of your universe and your team a little bit there because i think the pressure of time again i'll come back to that doesn't really exist (laughs) let's give them a bit of a break sometimes like i said that someone the other day i was like i hear you on your timeline and i love the work you're doing to manifest that and bring in that abundance and that prosperity but if you're not trusting the universe that it's got your back above all you're putting pressure on them to say well hey come on hurry up now Mm -hmm. and that's not the way it's meant to be um you know when i manifest i 100 percent say for example if it's a six months one i'll do from six months now i'll write the date and say this is what's happened and this is how i feel you need an emotion when you're manifesting there's Mm. no use just saying i want this or i've got this because it's just it's flat there's not a vibration to that there's no energy to it um i'm not going to condemn or be mad at the universe though if it doesn't happen do you know what i mean i think you've got to Find that happy medium between, okay, manifest, be a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I love that. I I understand it. And I'm a little bit more casual too, like you. I understand it as set intention. Yeah, Um, of course, goals. Right? Completely. But I think work with, above all, the trust that you have in, whether it be whatever belief system you have, Mm -hmm. that should be what you then are just expecting of that said you know, it just, to me, doesn't match sometimes. Mm. People expect so much from the universe, but then they're not really working with said universe to get there. So it's like, hang on a minute, come inwards first. Go to the foundations, then manifest away. Just make sure you know what that actually entails.
0: I think that that's a really helpful message for manifestors listening.
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I get it. And, and I think the biggest thing I would say with manifesting is stay detached, if you get attached to a manifestation it ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. so let's just like keep really distance from it send it love have gratitude as I said that's where I always put emotion in you know have that childlike essence feeling when you write it see mm-hmm. how joyful you are it will come to be every single thing I manifested in my last because I like to do it sort of periodically every single thing has happened prior to the date I'd set and now mm-hmm. I went oh that's really cool and and, and that gratitude I had was I didn't expect it by any means mm-hmm. but that's because I wasn't attached to it I said it every day I did a bit of gratitude work with it but then I went okay and I went on with it and it's the first time I've been like oh wow that's happened because I had to change my <laughs> my screen on my phone to be like that's not up to date Charlotte that's already a good so, oh it's cool when
0: you say stay detached mm. you're meaning you can set an intention don't be attached to the outcome yeah because if you're attached to the outcome does that kind of repel it
1: um i just think it basically let's to put it bluntly my understanding is it kind of is just putting pressure on the divine Mm -hmm. to make something happen for you and if we are divine and divine is us shouldn't we be doing the work to make that happen yeah it's like when you say you give someone a message in a in a reading and they go oh but you said this was going to happen and i go but what did you do to make that happen Mm -hmm. did you just sit and wait Or did we action and did we move and and do the inner healing or do the work required? And that's not to say you get if you work, but I think the idea of just waiting and going, okay, it's in my hands, still has an ego Mm -hmm. to it, right? So
0: Even having attachment to certain outcomes – I feel like sometimes is like limiting the outcome that will come. It's like actually something even bigger can come for you, but you're attached to this little outcome. Say you're attached to I want X dollars, but you can get way way more. Uh-huh. It's like what why are you kind of limiting yourself to these goals that actually you can only think of because all of the experiences that you've had yeah. when you you don't even know really what's out there for you.
1: Oh, without a doubt. That was one of the biggest things I was ever taught when it came to manifesting and it's interesting because my teacher that I learned this off called it abundance instead like let's just do some abundance work which Mm -hmm. I really like because I like the energy behind that um and maybe that's just because the word manifesting has become uh almost it's a bit of a buzzword isn't it but yeah that idea of money is the perfect one it was always said no do I'm going to make x amount or more don't just keep it limited because you're so right that's why people go why is not this happening? I'm like well did you ask for it by then or do you ask for in march i'm finding my perfect house and then mm. they're going but it's september why haven't i found it and i was like well what did you what did you ask for so mm-hmm. i think it's about yeah being again open and and surrender to said manifestation
0: you know i think surrender is super important
1: oh my goodness particularly with the moon the other day but particularly at the moment, <laughs> just. Take a breath. It, it's it's a little fatigue heavy too, I'm noticing. So collectively, everyone just is really craving that rest. But I think our, our human ego is collectively also doing something polar opposite. And it's probably because we're heading into Christmas. We're heading into a Christmas that's going to be like no other for so many reasons. So there's this added layer. But I think everyone at the moment just needs to take a breath, be a little kinder to themselves. And then hopefully that others orientated approach, which is what we should be orchestrating from and working from will come to be a little bit
0: easier too you mentioned before about time not existing can we just acknowledge that and can you explain that (laughs)
1: for sure it's like the easiest thing in the world literally my easiest thing in the world it's so wacky can i explain it look the the without because i don't want to get too complex and i don't want to really confuse people but be present humanly you are a divine being right now having a human experience we are in the year of 2021 i really had to check that 2021 let's be super present to the day and experience the experience right now obviously within that of a session if we need to look into your future or we need to clear that of the past so be it that's linear and we're going to work in it that way because that's rational for our mind However, obviously when we're tuning into that of our loved ones, you know, people always ask me, but if they're talking to you here, how can they be looking after him in the States or in the UK? That's where we go, We'll, we'll time to them. They're so powerful and, and it's so quick that they can be in both places at the same time. Mm-hmm. It, it is truth be told, it's similarly the reason as to why when I talk about past lives, I'll always watch how someone's responding. And sometimes there can be some, and not to break out, it's brilliant, but some people have physical reactions, you know. The other day I had a client that we were doing a past-life regression and what we're doing in that moment is not for the rational mind but for every other facet of the being. We are taking our energies to that existing as it is right now, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why yeah this client in particular where i knew something was going to rise within her physical body it was a bit hot and it was nothing bad but i paused and just said take a breath Mm -hmm. she didn't know but i just knew the next sentence had an emotion to it and and as we said that next sentence she she had a bit of a cough and she oh my god that's fire i was like water you're all good let's just breathe it through because we had to release it she's brilliant and a lot of us are like that that she goes i love that because that shows whoa we just did something really amazing and really really big but the reason she felt that so effortlessly is because for just a snippet of a minute not even a second we kind of transmuted to there for just a moment but um yeah that's why I think be kind with timelines try to just be within the present be within the now it's it's confusing I know because then you're like well why are you telling me to be grounded if time doesn't exist because we don't want to miss what's happening right now yeah
0: because all we really have is now and maybe all we have is everything and all of the time in right now
1: that's it. That's it. And and that's why it's, it's as easy to look future as it is to look past, you know. And that's why I often say to clients at the start of a session, don't just focus on those two, though. If you want to feel something going on presently, mm-hmm. we can do that too because it's kind of really important. Mm. So um, mm, it, it's a interesting concept. It's the concept that I know a lot of my beautiful friends who – don't work in this space, but they love it. Often we'll go, "Nah, Charlotte, you lost me there," which is totally fine because it does it challenges that rational mind a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it it's that's my best way I can explain it without making people really confused. And in the quantum
0: physics realm, don't they talk about time really not really existing? Yeah, like science is not my
1: thing. <laughs> oh, Un- unsurprisingly, I know nothing about science. I really wish I did. You know, I even bought a book the other day that was out of the mind. My partner was like, yeah. who's wonderfully practical and very intelligent, went, you should read that. And I went, no, nah, I like what I know right now. I like the the magic behind it. But um." Yeah, you, you, there's so much, truth be told, there is actually so much science around even... So much. The vibration, and the frequency of Mother mm-hmm. Earth matches the frequency of the sound on. Like, what is that? That's yeah. wild. So there's so much to it that does match. And I think the world is slowly opening a little bit to that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's just baby steps. And that's what is being cool of us as a human species right at this moment, particularly in the time that we're in, is, yeah, lift vibrationally. And when people ask what that means, I'm like, just be a good person. Like know who know who you are first. Know what that means to you, which is really, really damn hard, by the way. I, I will not sugarcoat that, but the reward you get out of that and the joy and the benefit and everything that comes with that, and then for everyone else, oh, it is so incredible. So that's and and that is why that divine feminine aspect and everything's so prevalent at the minute because that's how we come into it. Yeah, you have a divine feminine workshop. I do. I do. It's amazing. It was something my guides, literally in the space of a meditation one day, my, um, Lauren and I were getting faux and that was what I was really excited about. And I thought, oh, I should just do a quick meditation because I know once I eat, I'll be in a coma. So I was like, see ya, give me 45. And then I came out of it and I said to her, I've got to do a workshop. And she went, cool, cool. Right. And I had it all written down because, and that's why I feel so lucky because, but again, I say lucky I've worked very very hard inwardly outwardly
0: mm-hmm.
1: past lives included to get where it is so i shouldn't say it's just all by luck obviously but <clears throat> download it through and it is it's all about yeah we call it the divine feminine but it's activating the femininity within now everyone can think to that of oh i wear a pretty dress for sure that could be a way in which you do that but it is genuinely about stepping into who you are as a being man or woman, at the moment I'm working with more females just because lineage-wise and contextually speaking in our history as women, Mm -hmm. we're in a pretty male-dominated or masculine-dominated world. Um, Mother Earth is literally called Mother Earth. That is a feminine being. Mm -hmm. She is crying for help, which is why the rise of the feminine is so, so urgent at the minute. And that's not to instinctively create any fear but it is to encourage people, again, both genders, but I think women at the moment, we just need a little bit of um tender, loving care and, and more just the permission to step into that light. But yeah, trust your intuition. It allows us to basically be who we are, but it also allows us to stand in our light a little bit more so. And if we can do that, oh my goodness me, the world will just balance out a little bit more.
0: So tapping into your divine feminine is
1: tapping into your intuition and basically your higher soul. Yeah, basically. And it's like this, they they did it so beautifully. It was just, when I say they, it's just as I channeled the the workshop through, it's just a simple three-step teaching. And it covers the basics of grounding through the root, then connecting through the crown and the third eye. But then, mace, I guess, I shouldn't say mainly, but yeah, mostly it's then coming into your sacral, which is our womb space. Mm-hmm. And for so many reasons that's just so sacred as a female you know gender i guess in this in this world but coming into that and activating through that and i and i say it's like turning on a light you know and it's that inner light that so many people say oh you you're you're glowing or you've got that light or you've got something i can't put my finger on that's what it is and men have it too we have divine masculine just as we do divine feminine men and masculine however you present You have both energies within you. Mm. We're just trying to balance them out a little bit more so. Because it's
0: more masculine energies now.
1: Oh, for sure. And I mean... In, and that, that's not to condemn anything. It's more just along the lines of that's the way that the world's needed to be. And for the first time, when you think to it in really the history of our species as humans, mm-hmm. men and women are interacting with each other more than we really ever have before. You know, mm-hmm. technology has allowed us as women to do basically most jobs men can do and vice versa, which is so incredible, but it is a little, hang on a minute, find my feet. And so I think we all have to refine that. A little bit together, but that's sort of what we're trying to cultivate.
0: So, if feminine is intuition and higher soul, what is masculine?
1: Well, feminine, and we call it, and, and the way I explain it is it's more within the Indian tradition, but feminine is that of the Shakti, so it's that sugary sort of an energy, if you will. You hold it within the womb, yeah, it's your gut instinct, um, it's a lot of our self worth as well, which mm-hmm. is why sometimes um it's nice and that's why i created it just for women to begin with because it just can be a little confronting you know mm. and sometimes we want that sacred women's circles which for as females and feminine beings we have been doing for lifetimes so that's really important to reinstate but then the masculine is more that of a shiva consciousness which we hold a little bit more around your Ajna or the third eye but it's within that mind element and it's what we call that sort of, um, someone explained it to me once, is when you're meditating and you just get into that no-thought zone. It's like that vacuum space of, ah, you know, and it is the reason, like, look at how male and females, we generally speaking, communicate quite differently mm-hmm. um, and are received quite differently mm-hmm. when you speak to it too. And it's what we're trying to do is allow the feminine in both genders to just be accessed, again, so it can work with that of that male consciousness already sitting there. It's why so many people act so much from the mind when you think about it. And it's so action, action, action. I see. Yeah.
0: That's really, really interesting. Now, the last question that I would like to add, ask, is just really if you have a message for anyone listening, Mm -hmm. just an ending message to everyone, what would it be?
1: I mean, without repeating myself too much... I sound like a broken record lately but it is just be kind to yourself and and give yourself the permission to when we say do the work or look inward just give yourself the permission and honor who you are and and don't be, <clears throat> don't be too stressed out about it don't think about it too much truth be told either um but i think if people could just give themselves that Ability and the accessibility to go, oh yeah, that's my heart and they're my emotions today. Um, there's so much focus on the physical and mental health, which is brilliant, but what about the emotional health as well? Look to that and what will come from that is, as I've said, so rewarding, a little maybe overwhelming, but incredibly insightful. And more than anything, as we said at the start, hopefully it will remind everyone. And I say remind because we genuinely whether it be unconscious or conscious, we do have the inner knowing that we are all really, really all looked after. You know, that we are being taken care of. You just have to remember that. That's what I would say. And just be kind. I think kindness right now is really important
0: that's true that's so beautiful well thank you so much for being on the show oh my god thank you for having me this was so much fun this has been a mind-blowing conversation <laughs> like i don't know if you saw like the wind in my face at one point in time i was like holy shit
1: what's happening <laughs> i don't know if you saw a couple of times i had to like shake my hand out because it was energy because we were chatting i was like guys my hand is electric like move it out i've got nothing to do with this right now we're just trying to chat no it was beautiful so thank you so much for even holding the space that was amazing well oh, thank you
0: thank you my lovely listener for being here and sharing this experience i highly recommend to book a session with charlotte she can do them over zoom and she also does them in person She is absolutely fantastic. And sessions with her have been profound for me and my community of friends. You can find her on Instagram at kc.spirit. That's letter K, letter C, dot spirit. Or on her website, kcspirit.com.au. Also details in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode... Please share it on whatever social media channel you want. Leave us a review on the podcasting app that you're listening to. And follow us on Instagram at go deep underscore podcast. Thank you. Golden.